Scott Keith and his co-founders launched 123 West in 2013 with humble beginnings in a small garage in Vancouver. Since then, the company has grown to be named Canada's top small agency of the year in 2020 by Strategy Magazine. Focusing on a business model of low overhead, high talent, Scott and his team focuses on hiring the very best and most experienced. All of this helps facilitate their desire to do great work with great people and have a great collective experience doing it. Listen on to hear his experiences in entrepreneurship. My partners and I, we've been running other people's companies for quite some time. And, uh, um, you know, we just over, over the years, the longer you do this, uh, you listen to clients, what they like about agencies, what they don't like about agencies and so on. And so much of the feedback is that sometimes you can work at agencies. I, I worked in both Toronto and Vancouver a couple of times. And some companies are notorious on how much they spend on their physical space. You know, the art, the couches, the, all the, the puff of the business. And, and quite frankly, it's at the detriment of the people. It's just, um, so, you know, if you got the fanciest office in the world and the CEO's got a big corner office and making a huge amount of money, but the people day to day that are doing the work are not experienced enough at that point or uh or maybe not even the best people you know it's kind of almost like a sports team is that um you know so I've always we always thought it was kind of weird <laughs> is that uh why not why not actually you know if you're going to save some money why not save money in places like your physical space uh and put the money into hiring way better people to actually do the work and create the most value for clients and so yeah the funny thing is is that like I've literally spoken around the world based on this and to some it's like this big mind-blowing aha but it seems pretty normal to me don't spend money that you've never made <laughs> and then put the money invested in the right places which is the actual people yeah so when we're when we're hiring people um you know we want them to be talented but quite frankly we've got so many talented people now if someone's kind of talented they'll just get more talented being surrounded with great people The thing I care about the most is character, is how, how does that person behave? Are they truly collaborative? Everything that we do, in fact, most people in any business, everything you do is not alone. You must, even if you are a writer, a copywriter, an art director, designer, and you have the greatest idea in the world, there's still going to be a whole bunch of people that actually touch that. So why not actually make it an environment that's really collaborative and everyone's lifting up the work and not only that, lifting up the people doing the work. And, and so, so that matters more than everything because, you know, is that uh, if you've got character, a uh, good character, then that's great. And if you have very, very flawed character, um, quite frankly, that's my, throughout my entire, you know, business career so 28 years that's the people that you don't want to work with even if they are kind of talented so my whole feeling is you're not even that talented if you actually can't collaborate with people and based on your character and then the culture itself the culture of the company you know it's just like you know the standard of the work how we do the work you know how we work with each other how we work with clients and our production partners and media partners and so on 
is that's, you know, just having a culture and, and having values and so on. Um, it makes kind of life easier after you kind of know who you are, what you want to be and what you don't want to be, because then you can just make decisions based on that. Is this us? No, that's not us. Is this the right client for us? No, it's not it. Okay, let's not do it. So it actually really helps you out to spend that time. And it not, it's not like it comes completely overnight too. Sometimes you got to work at it. To be like someone that kind of people look up to or to be a leader, you got to work on yourself first before you kind of go out and be like, okay, you know what? This is what I'm looking for other people. At least that's like, I'm young. That's the, I don't know much, right? So whatever I know about business is kind of in its infancy, right? Compared to you, you've had a lot more experience, but I think having a value system, a system of principles that guides you, that kind of is what shapes the culture. That shapes not only the type of people you attract as, you know, people in your team, but also the type of clients, I think, who want to work with you. Am I correct? Yeah, absolutely. Is uh, I met with uh, someone a bunch of years ago and uh, they called it right. When you're meeting with a pr prospective new client or a client's meet with an agency, it's almost like over 50% of the decision is on the DNA fit. Do I trust these people? Do I like these people? Not that like we're hanging out and stuff all the time, obviously pre-pandemic, but you know, just do I visualize myself day in and day out collaborating with this group of people? And, um, and in particularly now, whereas that uh, a lot of the work is project-based. And so you could do the greatest work ever and have the greatest results. But if you are just horrible to work with or the client or anybody in the process, most of us don't want to do that again <laughs> with that person. So you're always looking for option B and option C. So you know, why, why not do the work and actually enjoy the process of doing the work together? And that's kind of my favorite moments in this business is the best part of it is when you're working with really good, talented people who are passionate about what they do and supportive. And, and you, you can't wait on the Sunday night to actually go to work because you're working on something cool, cool people. Or someone said it before is sometimes you you're in the wrong place with the wrong people and you get what they call the Sunday scaries the Sunday scaries in your stomach you're like oh geez I gotta go to work tomorrow so you know I don't want to be that place right so uh so you know good people doing good work and enjoying and being good doing it that to me is uh, a no-brainer a lot of people they have their day jobs right and they enjoy their day jobs but they, yeah. they can't really get the full like how you said like they they or the weekend and it's like ah monday right um do you think there's a way for people to kind of make the time they spend at their jobs that they have a little bit more enjoyable a little bit more valuable easier for them essentially and then the second question was um is there ever a time that's the right time to jump into like the whole entrepreneurial side of things yeah okay those are great questions so the first one is um is a couple things. First and foremost, if you get into a career that you truly love and are passionate about that, then you're already done it right because then you inherently like what you actually do. Now, when I first got in the business, I started absolutely at the bottom. Like you couldn't even have gotten any lower than I started at. And to be honest, I got paid terrible and I worked a lot. And it wasn't even a great company, but it was the start of a process, right? 
you know, you gotta actually crawl to then walk, to then jog, to then run, and then to absolutely fly. And I guess it's because I have a sports background. Is just you don't you don't learn to skate one day and play in the NHL next week. Is you've got to trust the process that if you're putting the work in and moving forward and so on, you will get better. You may eventually have to leave and go to another company. And so that just kind of takes time. Sometimes people move quicker. Sometimes people like me didn't move that, that quick um, and had more thoughtful kind of moves, you know, earlier on in my career and so on. Um, I've seen people rise to the sun too quick and then actually get burnt too quick because they were talented, but they didn't have this, that emotional kind of uh, intelligence at that point on how to deal with, like, say, difficult people, a difficult client or so on. Um, so you got to trust the process and kind of get there and, and, and enjoy that, even though even when it is hard. Uh, it will always be hard. Nothing, nothing is really easy in life. And in fact, later on, after reflection, you actually, even when it was hard, you're like, no, I'm glad I went through that. I I, at the time, it sucked. But now I'm happy because I needed to go through that because it helped me on somehow along the way. Number two is doing your own thing, becoming an entrepreneur and doing it 100%. Well, the first thing I read a couple of years ago is that most entrepreneurs are created out of circumstance. And I would be the same thing as I worked 18 years for other people at other agencies. And after 18 years, I was in a space that I worked for somebody and I just had a real challenge working with this person. It just, we were not, uh, that person was the boss. It was their company. And I didn't really love the way they did things. So, you know, I abruptly left. And then uh, that was what I needed to actually say, you know what? I've gone 18 years do this. I've learned doing this. I've learned a lot. And maybe it's time now I can start the company. In fairness, even that person is that maybe I just got to that point where I needed to do my own thing. Maybe even if I had a great boss, I actually would have hit a wall and it was time to be an entrepreneur. And so, so sometimes it's by circumstance. Sometimes it's by opportunity. You've got this great, great idea. Um, and then there's just a whole bunch of other things. It's just, you know, where you're at in life. You know, do you have a family? Do you got to pay for kids? And do you have a mortgage? And do you have all these things? And so you have to kind of set yourself up for that. Like when I started my first company, I sold, I sold my house. Like I mortgaged everything. I, I, I bet on me. And, um, and quite frankly, I didn't know how I was going to do. Um, worst case, I thought, okay, well, I got money in the bank now. I didn't actually spend the money. I just had a, I just actually had a nest egg to keep me going if things didn't work out. And it worked out. That actually gave me confidence. So I worked that long to actually, my wife and I, to actually put money away. And then that's the other thing is I had a very supportive wife, a partner, who actually believed in me too and believed in the vision I had. And, uh, and that matters big time too. How then do you handle, let's say, giving criticism to your partners or to you know, people in your team? How do you manage those relationships so you still maintain kind of what you have, but you don't also like kind of break apart that relationship? Yeah, a couple of things. So like when my partners and I, 
uh, we first started this company and we sat in a garage in East Vancouver, one of the first things we did is we wrote down our happiness goals, what in our life made us happy, what didn't make us happy in life. And then the same thing in work, what made us happy, what didn't make us happy and so on. And that was really great exercise because A, it was kind of the precursor to make sure we even wanted to do this together. Because I did not want to get in a partnership where there would be conflict uh, throughout. And uh, we also wanted to make sure that we were aligned on not only where maybe the business can go and how we would do the work, but we were all aligned that we were going to respect each other's lives, um, that we could do work and actually have great, great lives too. And so we, we, to this day, it's been eight years now, we've got two more partners who are awesome, is we're 99.999% aligned. Like it's just, our debates are so minimal. And if so, done in a very professional way. And I think that took a while to kind of even get to that place. And so that the main thing where it was, where we did is we did even some work on this earlier on of just, you know, everyone on the partner level actually has like almost the superpower is, you know, my one partner, Rob is one of the best art directors and idea people in the country. You know, Jeff is one of the best design people in the country. Brian's one of the best copywriters, Jonathan, is one of the best operational people in the country. Now, Maureen, who's amazing, she's also one of the best modern design people, but also understands the business of design. And she's a great dis inspirational leader. And, and, you know, and I do my thing. And so the great thing is just kind of even having that trust that anytime we have a business problem or opportunity, there's out of the six of us now, there's actually one of us that can be the dominant leader. <laughs> In that area because it you know, generally can fall in their area of expertise so when we've actually had anything where we need to talk to each other it's just done in a very direct but non-confrontational way and the same thing with employees is oh, i think it's best to to be open uh if there's something that needs to change then deal with it right away don't wait six months for a review like nothing would drive me more nuts than where i worked it in a at another company and so on said, well, seven months ago, you did this. And I didn't really like it. Well, why wouldn't you have told me seven months ago? Like you told me, you like, isn't that kind of your problem now? <laughs> so if we need to give feedback to an employee, I want to give feedback right at that moment. You know, there's a way to do it, like do it direct, get to the point, but also you can do it in a way that is not confrontational. You can do it in a way that actually has humanity and so on and listen back and forth to what they think. I don't, I don't really love those annual reviews on, on, you know, giving minutia uh, tidbits on, on performance. Like I think that you should give performance while it's happening. <laughs> and so it's the, so, and here's the other thing, tell people they did a great job when they did a great job. And if they did a great job and you're around them all the time, keep on telling them. You know, the odd person, you've got to make sure that you also give them some feedback on what they can improve on because, you know, making sure that they don't get too inside themselves too, right? You got to be grounded. But yeah, you know what? Like the power of saying, thank you. You did something great. I loved what you did on this. It was great. Keep that up. Love it. I think more people need to do that. And it really does make you feel better about where you work at and who you work with. What's a dream brand you want to work with? 
dream brand I want to work with? Oh, I, you know, it's, that's a loaded question because I have to say is that like, I've worked on so many different brands from beer brands to cola brands. Like I worked on Audi. That was one of my favorite brands I've ever worked on. I'd love to work on Audi again. So maybe that's it again. Um, I love the automotive space, but I will tell you is that if you truly love this business, your next project is your dream brand. And, um, and quite frankly, I think I'd love it even more when we're doing some stuff right now where the dream brand is actually creating the brand from scratch or when you're working with entrepreneurs and then it has zero to very little awareness. And then the work that we do in collaboration with them that makes it that big, you know, global, awesome brand that people actually love. So, so, you know, maybe that's a, my answer is a non-answer, but it's the brand that you don't even know yet. It's my dream brand. And even me. How long have you been in business? I've been in this business 28 years. This particular agency is eight years old. And we're now the Canadian, Canada's top small agency of the year. They give that to you if you're under 50 people or 45. That's awesome. What advice would you give, let's say to yourself, at the hardest point that you had in your business or in your career? Yeah, that's a great question. I guess the advice I give myself at the hardest point earlier on in my career was it's this part of the process. You will get through this thing. Just take a step back, take a deep breath, think it through what all the options are and so on. Sometimes when you get in that vortex, which I do, you get that tunnel vision is things that are actually not that big of a deal seem like a really big deal at the time. And uh, so, you know, so often it is just a deep breath and how can you figure out how to do this in the easiest way possible or the best way possible, I should say, sometimes it's not easy but you will always get through this. And this is life. This is just the game of life is that you have to go through hard moments to make up easier moments. And you have to go through that whole process to actually get the confidence and the experience and know how to actually do it for yourself. And, and even now is this like, I love what I do. I love the people I work with and the clients we work with. But like every once in a while, you're like, are you kidding me? That just happened. <laughs> Sometimes completely unfair uh, for whatever reason and so on. And then you just have to actually take a deep breath and understand all the great things are happening. And then that particular thing is that, you know, what's the best plan? And even ask for help. That's the other thing I would say to myself is I would have asked for help more is I, I, you know, now I'm the, I'm the CEO of the company. I probably ask for help more than anybody right now because, you know, it's part of what they call vulnerable leadership. But if there's a, a tough situation, then it's a lot of my role now is actually bringing the right people in the room and asking the question. I might even know the answer or think I know the answer. So, I, but I want to hear what other smart invested people think because quite frankly i'm at the stage in my life now it doesn't have to be about me so if someone has a better answer to the problem or the opportunity i will gladly take that versus i think when i was younger i think that my ego 
actually made me want to be the person that always tried to figure it out by myself. And I would, I would not do that as much. 